welcome to the long and short of the week ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome, Neil. Hi, Matt. So, for for regular readers of your blog, they would have noticed over the last, probably fair to say, two to three weeks that the the focus has really been on on the ECB and the Fed. So, as we look at to to the week ahead, um, are we going to see more of the same, or will attention perhaps turn back more towards the UK? I think that, you know there are some very uh, very uh, interesting points this week, uh, and we are indeed turning back after you know the ECB two weeks ago, uh, the FOMC last week. Uh, this week is the turn uh, of the Bank of England, and it is uh, it is quite an interesting uh, Bank of England meeting uh, this time round. Now, uh, Thursday will be the latest of the Bank of England monetary policy report. That's uh, the quarterly inflation report in old money. Uh, and the last time that that was released, three months ago, there was a very different backdrop. You know, there was a COVID resurgence. Uh, there was, uh, you know, the, the UK variant had taken hold across the country. There were lockdowns. The situation was overall pretty bleak. And in fact, the market focus or the market attention uh, was really focused on the prospect of negative rates in the UK. Um, and this time around, you know, we're likely to see significant upgrades in the projected growth path that will go all the way out to 2024 and all round, you know, a much more positive backdrop. You know, as the economy hits uh, what Andy Haldane referred to as the rapid recovery phase. Um, the debate now, not about negative rates or about further easing of monetary policy, but about the prospect of tapering or tightening of monetary policy in the UK, the first stage of monetary normalisation, if you will. Now, there are two schools of thoughts on this. Um, the first being that, uh, you know, there will be a gradual but earlier start to the tapering, and that could well happen this Thursday uh, from the current pace of around £4.4 billion pounds worth of asset purchases a week down to around the kind of three level, and that would be uh, an equivalent amount that would be, be able to um, uh, see us through uh, sufficiently to the end of 2021, which is the, uh, uh, which is the projected uh, time frame for the, uh, the purchase of the full envelope that was announced by the Bank of England. Um, the, the, the other option is uh, to carry on at the current pace and then have a slightly more dramatic uh, fall off uh, later on in the year, perhaps when we get more of a convincing progress report at that stage. Now, so essentially we're looking at the QE taper, whether there is a change in the in the purchase price projections. Also, whether there is uh, any information or inference on the sequencing of monetary policy, i.e. is there a point at which uh, rates can be raised before asset purchases are beginning to, to be sold down? Uh, the stock of assets I'm referring to in that point, or whether it's uh, whether there is a, a determination to do that the other way around, and, and any implications that the new forecasts have any bearing or implications on the rate hike timing going forward. Now that's uh, some way away yet, but um, you know, with uh, with inflation at target at the end of the forecast horizon, that would endorse the market pricing that we're seeing at the moment. Secondly, you know, uh, there are a large number of uh, local constituency and mayoral elections across the UK. On Thursday, London election is, is in focus, but there are also, uh, you know, another 11 mayoral elections. Um, from a, uh, a parliamentary perspective, the Hartlepool by-election will be interesting, particularly as 
in 2016 when the seat was last fought, there was a considerable uh, vote share for the Brexit party. And, and depending on how that vote share gets split between Labour and Conservative, we'll decide that battle ultimately. And Scotland, which has been a big focus of the broader market attention over recent weeks, is going to maintain that uh, attention into next week. Although, uh, you know, we can argue that some of the intensity of the debate has gone out about uh, the, the, the prospect of independence on the basis that the, the polls have suggested a scaling back of expectations. However, if the SNP do gain this 65 seats or the majority in the Scottish Parliament, then they may attain, uh, from their perspective at least, uh, what David Cameron described uh, as a moral obligation to offer an independence referendum. So that, that, uh, that is an, a key focus for next week, although I think that uh, Johnson will have a different angle on that uh, at this stage, uh, given the backdrop. Ultimately, from a uh, domestic political perspective, there are no signs uh, in the recent polling that the recent uh, wallpaper gate saga that the mainstream media appear to get have got very worked up about uh, has impacted partisan voter preferences uh, or indeed John Lewis. So overall, whilst there be uh, lots to spin uh, from a UK political perspective, very little to change really in the near term for us. And lastly, the excitement comes back to the US uh, with non-farm payrolls or uh, the employment report for April. Now, market expectation is for another very substantial gain uh, around the around the 1 million mark expectations currently around 900,000 new job gains uh, with the unemployment rate to drop to 5.8%. Now the March summary of economic projections by the Fed targeted 4.5% by the end of the year so we are on a downward expected trajectory. However, you know earlier in the week we saw Powell state that the Fed maintained this kind of dovish narrative uh, amid further tightening of the growth backdrop. And I guess the, the, the real questions that are going to start to be asked is, is another 1 million job gains adding pressure to the growth narrative, to the inflation narrative? And by the June meeting, we could well have had three in a row, uh, somewhere around the 1 million job gains. And, uh, you know, Powell was asked in a press conference recently that it would take a string of those job gains in, in order to, uh, to warrant substantial further progress, the buzzword towards monetary tightening. Um, it's only down to Powell at this stage to determine whether or not three constitutes a string. You know, just to add to, to that uh, positive narrative in the US, we had the uh, Q1 GDP uh, this week and at the consumer level, exceptionally strong. A 6.4% quarter on quarter annualized rate of growth in the US, but um, that was amid a significant drag from inventories and some very disappointing business uh, investment and housing investment. So the underlying consumer picture, very, very strong still in the US. Um, and uh, the uh, emphasis on inflation and in the inflation debate is going to continue to be kept very hot by this release. Thank you, Neil. So certainly lots going on from a UK perspective um, as attention shifts away perhaps a little bit this week from, from, from Europe. Um, to a lesser extent, uh, the US, of course. But between now and the week ahead, in the UK, we have the first May bank holiday. So I'm sure across the country, uh, in fact, across the United Kingdom, many people are looking forward to, to enjoying it as much as they can, uh, I guess, against the backdrop of sort of uh, slowly easing COVID restrictions. 
outside of markets, what are, what are you looking forward to for this weekend, Neil? Yeah, absolutely. As you say, um, the, the 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 most the biggest difficulty this weekend may be trying to find somewhere for the traditional bank holiday weekend barbecue, uh, where it isn't raining. COVID restrictions applying, obviously. Yeah, no, I think that there are a couple of things of interest this weekend. So as the uh, as the domestic football season uh, edges towards an end, uh, there are a number of very interesting clashes at uh, at both ends of the table throughout the football league. Uh, you know, from my personal perspective, I shall be keeping everything crossed uh, for Southend United, although I suspect that their fate is already sealed and their exit from the Football League, very sadly. Uh, and then, you know, on to the, the Grand Prix, it travels back to, to Portugal at the weekend. You know, Hamilton, after the mistake in Italy, opened the door to Max Verstappen. I think he'll be keen to kind of reverse the order of events going into Portugal this weekend. So that's what I'll be uh, uh, looking out for. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Neil. Certainly a lot to uh, to be looking forward to in the week ahead. And also when it comes to uh, to the weekend, I do hope that you manage to find uh, some opportunity for a traditional Maybank holiday barbecue. Although I do fear that uh, the traditional version does include some degree of rain, but fingers crossed. Thank you for joining us for the long and short of the week ahead. Further insights are available on our website, horizonsljcapital.com forward slash insights. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more insights into macroeconomic events and the long and short of the week ahead.